13th um, to order, and it is, um, well, depending which clock we look at, 5.02 p.m. So welcome, everyone. So we have an agenda in front of us. Uh, are there any changes to that agenda? Yeah, yes, there are, Deputy Mayor, uh, under presentations, the deletion of the Ocidian uh, Energy Partnership Group. Um, they'll be uh, coming at a future date. And the second um, presentation, the FASD network, will also be coming at a future date. They're both solutions. Thank you. Thank you. Any other changes? There are none. Would someone like to move the agenda as amended? Mr. Ford, thank you. All those in favor? Great. Okay, we have the minutes of December 9th. If you've had a chance to review them, any questions? Somebody wants to make a motion? The minutes, all of those, please. Mr. Scammerhorn, thank you. All those in favor? <coughs> Carrie. Okay. Um, public hearings? There are none, Your Worship. There are none, Madam Mayor. Presentations, they were deleted. So now we're on Section 6, Bylaws. Um, we have the MasterCard Bylaw 2065, Mr. Schramm. While Mr. Schramm is preparing, uh, if council wishes, they in about 10 seconds can refresh their screen and have the updated agenda, which also contains the final document. Good evening, Council. Um, this evening I'm presenting a um, short-term borrowing bylaw for Town MasterCard and administration is requesting that uh, Council approve bylaw 2065. Uh, this bylaw is a annual bylaw that we must pass to uh, satisfy our bank's requirements for us to hold a um, corporate MasterCard with them. If there's any questions, um, so any questions for Mr. Schramm on this? <laughs> if you keep your hand on it, come to us. Okay, we've got the technology handled here. So uh, no questions on um, for Mr. Schramm or for Mr. Schramm, Mr. Anita? Yes, Deputy Mayor, I would uh, offer first reading for bylaw 2065 for Council's consideration. Thank you. Um, any questions on that? All those in favor? Thank you, it's carried. Thank you. Um, second reading. Mr. Scamahorn, second reading on bylaw 2065. All those in favor? In favor, good. Yes, carried. Motion to go through go to go to third reading. Thank you, Mr. Ford. All those in favor? It's carried. Um, any other motions? Somebody? Just Downing. So we'll third reading, pardon me. Okay, Ms. Downing uh, moves third reading of bylaw 2065. All those in favor? In favor. Great, it's carried. 
And Mr. Schramm, the next one is line of credit bylaw 2066. That's correct, Your Worship. Uh, this bylaw is a, once again, an annual uh, bylaw that we must pass to satisfy banking requirements. Uh, it will enable the, us to maintain a positive cash flow um, during construction times and while we're waiting for uh, <coughs> funding from grants, etc. And this uh, bylaw can also be passed tonight in under three readings as it is only a, a one year forward bylaw. Any clarification for Mr. Schramm? Uh, Deputy Mayor, I would uh, ask Council to consider first reading for bylaw uh, 2066. Okay, any discussion? All those in favor? Carry. Second reading. Thank you, Mr. Ford. Um, all those in favor, second reading? It's carried. Uh, someone carried a move to go to third reading? Mrs. Downey. Okay. All those in favor of going to third reading? It's carried. Uh, third reading crops? Mr. Needham? Is moving third reading of bylaw 2066. All those in favor? Great. Thank you, Mr. Shrapp. Okay, next on the agenda, we have um, bylaw 2067 to amend uh, 1891 to redistrict 950100 Street and amend uh, CR and RD districts. And we have Ms. Modi. Tell us about it. Good evening. So the bylaw before you is a bylaw to amend um, the CR and the RD districts, that's the commercial, residential, and the riverfront development districts in the uh, downtown to change the drive-through use from a permitted to a discretionary use, and then also to uh, redistrict uh, the property, 9501 100th Street, which uh, for everybody who goes by landmarks is KFC, uh, to the CR district so that administration is able to consider an uh, application for a drive-through on that property. So we have received that application from the, the business owner. Um, currently we have drive-throughs available in the highway district, or highway commercial rather, and the commercial shopping center districts, which would both be located up on the West Hill as well as the mixed commercial residential district and the riverfront development district in the downtown. In all of those cases currently, the use is listed as a permitted use. Uh, administration proposes to change it to a discretionary use in the downtown because of the complexity of the uses in downtown. We've got a wide variety of uses. Um, some of them are sensitive uses where you wouldn't necessarily want to have uh, a drive-through right next door. We also have a wide variety of different types of lots and shapes and sizes, so it doesn't always work everywhere in the downtown, so we're proposing to give ourselves a little bit more discretion to take a more specific look at each site prior to, uh, to saying an outright yes. Uh, so our recommendation is to provide first reading to this bylaw, which would allow council to consider the bylaw going forward. This does need to have a public hearing, which we would schedule uh, for the first council meeting in February, if that works uh, for for everybody else on that uh, agenda. Um, the benefits of doing that would be that it allows the applicant to come to the public hearing to speak to their application. It would provide administration discretion to make the development decision going forward. 
and it does allow us to schedule the public hearing. You may also decline to provide first reading. Um, that does not allow council to consider the bylaw at a subsequent public hearing, which is, is not recommended. We should always take it at least to the public hearing. And take any questions. Um, I just will also point out that there is a Schedule A uh, at the back of the bylaws. So if you have any more need to orient yourself geographically, you can see the underlying aerial image, so it makes it pretty clear where it is in town. Alicia, when I read this, um, I was confused because I thought we used to have a drive-through across the street, or up at the dog at that. The dog house? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we did used to. Uh, currently, a drive-through is not allowed in the C1 district, which is the where primary is. commercial district where that was. Obviously, the land use bylaw has changed over time, and that used to be something that was allowed there. Because it wasn't in a C1, it was in a CR, the dog house. Because if you, oh no, it wasn't. It was C1 still. Yeah. Any further questions? Mr. Mayor, any questions? Don't just opening my fridge. Oh, good. Um, okay. Uh, following the recommendations, then, would someone care to make a motion? Uh, Councillor Downing? Uh, I'd like to make a motion to go to first reading up to bylaw 2067. Uh, First reading to bylaw 2067 and amend bylaw 1891 to redistrict 3585 RS lot G and amend CR and RD. Is that correct? Any further questions? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? <coughs> in favor. Uh, it's carried. Thank you. Ms. Moody. Thank you. Our next uh, item is Section 7, Unfinished Business. We're looking at grants to organizations policy. And Mr. Schramm is here to speak to that. No, it's prepared. Here we go. Maybe I've got it wrong. Sorry. Updates to grants. It's Mr. Town who's going to tell us all about it. And I don't have the report in front of me, so I'm just going to wing it as I search for it. Um, so Council had received the Grand Store Organization's policy at the last Governance and Priority meeting. Um, that was our chance to uh, discuss it. It had been reviewed at the, at the staff level, and there were a few uh, suggestions, and staff took the uh, Council suggestions that were made at the last meeting and incorporated them into the existing policy before you tonight is the updated policy for council's approval uh, again for uh, council's assistance in the listening public uh, the first major change was the um, change of the due dates from the last day of the month to the 15th of each month which will allow us to coordinate and bring in parties to the next uh, GMP meeting to discuss their applications in, in that forum um, and we did make the change and we Changed the November 15th date for the annual grant amounts to the 15th, so November 15th also. Um, the second change was to align the, the budget that was identified within the policy to the um, budget that Council has approved through its budget process. Um, again, as stated within the report, staff will work with applicants um, to get these in on 
in a timely fashion, but if they are late because they weren't aware, we'll work with them to, to ensure that they're not unduly punished or uh, suffer any hardship for, for being up to 15 days late on an application. Okay. Any questions of Mr. Town, Mr. Ford? So just under under budget on item five, it says the total annual budget for grants to organizations shall be set at fifty thousand to be reviewed from time to time. So being that the budget our budget for the upcoming year is not totally finalized, what happens if council changes that number? Does that will that have any effect on this policy? Ultimately the budget will um, I don't want to say override the policy, but the whatever council approves within their budget will be instructive on how much we will give out to grants to groups in, in each and any year. So if council does have a different grants to organizations budget amount, um, we will strive to bring back the policy and get that changed. But if not, the budgeted amount would would be the amount that we use in determining our applications and, and other information okay so if I'm understanding correctly then so during the budget deliberations if that 50,000 number changes it it doesn't this policy if it's passed right now um, doesn't bind council to to 50,000 no. that number still can change that's correct I would say the policy would follow the budget okay. any further questions mr. Needham just a, a quick one, uh, Deputy Mayor. So uh, on, I'm on uh, page 7 of 14 of the actual application, and we talked about harmonizing those dates, Greg. So I see you see one still, like the community, I'm still still November 30. So was the, I think the direction was to make I'm on 7 of 14. So just to recap again, the idea was to get them all to the 15th, correct? This shows the 30th for the, um, I presume it's just a correction. That, that's correct, so we will make okay, we so will that, amend that. Okay, so that just needs to be amended. Okay, fair enough. Uh, a quick, uh, great. Asked and answered. Good eye. Any further questions? Anyone like to make a motion? Uh, Ms. Downey? I'd like to move that the council approve the attached grants to organizations policy uh, P-12-49-B. Thank you. Any further questions? All those in favor of the motion? In favor. Okay, it's carried. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Town. Thank you. Okay, I believe the next is uh, Ms. Bell, who's uh, talking about the active living benefit policy. No. <coughs> uh, the report in front of council this evening is in regards to the active living benefit policy which council reviewed uh, a draft version and proposed changes at the governance and priorities meeting on June 6th. Some of the council input that has been reviewed and included within the proposed policy in front of you this evening includes um, an additional option for staff to choose a combination of passes at the Baytax and Peace Regional Pool. So technically an option four, as it were, in the policy. 
and also the ad addition of the definition of family as per pertaining to this policy. We weren't able to keep the definition of family consistent with other policies as the, as the implications were broad and far reaching. This is the definition of family, of immediate family that we are proposing within uh, this particular policy. Um, I provide council with a number of options. Your first option is to uh, approve the updated policy as presented this evening. In addition, you could look at option two, which is providing further feedback and other changes to the policy to be brought back at a future meeting. And option three is to decline a change at all of your current policy as proposed. Any questions of Ms. Bell? Deputy Mayor, I've uh, reviewed the policy and we did have quite a discussion at our earlier meeting, so I would be prepared to uh, uh, make a recommendation that we approve the uh, active living policy as presented. Thank you. <coughs> Any further questions? All those in favor of the motion? Thank you. In favor? It's carried. It's carried. Thank you, Ms. Bell. Okay. Our next uh, item is uh, number three, a decision with respect to the community consultation. And there was an uploaded document on people's uh, agendas, I believe. Mr. Thank Parker. You. Thank you very much, uh, Madam uh, Deputy Mayor, Council. Before you, you have the uh, report um, for discussion. Um, Council uh, has directed the administration to present information regarding an information consultation process arising from the airport request for proposals. Um, at the January 6th, 2020 Governance and Priorities meeting, staff uh, request direction from Council regarding a range of public consultation processes. And we presented telephone and digital polling, community meetings, direct mail, and an on-binding referendum. We have basically having reviewed the options, council directed staff to provide additional information on the um, options regarding the non-binding referendum. A non-binding referendum is basically under a bylaw, or sorry, on a bylaw or resolution uh, is a community consultation measure established under section 236 of the Municipal Government Act. A non-binding referendum must be conducted according to the requirements of the Local Authorities Election Act. We, uh, in the past several months, Council has carefully reviewed and uh, considered uh, the challenges and operations of the management of the Peace River Regional Airport. In this regard, um, the efforts uh, reflect the work done by previous Councils who have sought to maintain and develop the facility. The airport RFP was issued for Council to explore alternative governance models, which could be better suited to addressing the needs of the airport and the region. Council, after discussing with the funding partners, established key criteria for any proposal. The airport must continue to operate under a certified registered capacity. Any operator must commit to supporting and preserving services such as air ambulance and forestry services. An agreement must reduce or eliminate regional taxpayer liability for airport funding. Options from the proponents included two approaches for delivering these requirements. Uh, the airport can be run by an entity working for a on a for-profit basis or a non-profit basis. Considerations uh, for profit and non-profit models include for-profit, 
all options under a for-profit entity required continued taxpayer subsidies. Municipalities may wish to avoid having taxpayers support a for-profit organization. While it is impossible that uh, the subsidy may be reduced in the future, there's no way to uh, estimate when this might occur. All of the airport property is taxable, representing significant costs which may deter a proponent. And shareholders are paid from income earned from the organization. Whereas a nonprofit, taxpayers are not subsidizing a for-profit business. Uh, public areas of the airport are tax exempt, reducing the cost per proponent. There's no loss, loss in tax revenue for the MD apiece, as all commercial activities are still uh, taxable. <coughs> and income can't be paid to shareholders. It must be used by the organization to ensure that the um, or, uh, property continues to operate. There are several nonprofit airport governance bodies, models currently in use. Some examples include regional authority, such as uh, Red Deer. It's governed by Regional Airports Authorities Act. It assumes ownership of the airport. Minimum nine directors may not serve more than two terms. Directors must have experience with air transportation, the industry, commerce, finance, administration, law, engineering, workers, organizations, or consumers' interest. Societies, example, Fort St. John, it's owned by North Peace uh, Airport Society, a subsidy of uh, Vancouver Airport Services, operated and managed by Vantage Airport uh, Group. Unfortunately, uh, it's not uh, eligible as a society here at our airport, as it may not carry on trade or business. Regional service commissions, an example like Slate uh, Lake, uh, requires application to the minister, extensive ministerial oversight in establishing and operating the commission, and assumes ownership of uh, the airport. You also have Part 9 as an example. Grand Prairie, even though it says it's a commission, it really is a Part 9, requires a memorandum of association. Amendments to memorandum must be approved by the Court of Queen Bench. Subject to uh, the Companies Act, uh, you could assume ownership of the airport, but I believe in Grand Prairie, they actually lease the property uh, from the city of Grand Prairie. Assets may not be distributed to shareholders on dissolution. Process for a referendum. Um, should council wish to proceed with the non-binding referendum, there are some initial requirements under the Local Authorities Election Act. Staff note that the term election is used throughout the LAEA to refer to both a general election and a vote on a bylaw or a resolution. We must uh, have an advanced vote because we have a population greater than 5,000. While council may establish a date for an advanced vote, uh, vote, in our discussions with municipal affairs, staff suggest that this be done by the returning officer. Should uh, circumstances require a change in the date for an advanced vote, uh, returning officer can uh, make a change without having to reconvene council. Advertising. In order to fulfill advertising requirements, the town must advertise the date of the election and either the text or summary of the question. The notice must be published in the newspaper circulating the area at least once per week in each of the previous two weeks prior to the actual election day. Council should note that the Local Authorities Election Act does not provide the option of advertising under the advertising bylaw passed by the LGA. Staff would, however, make uh, use of it, these means and enabled under the town's advertising bylaw to supplement the required notice. Council, um, the actual election date, council must fix the election date uh, through resolution in order for to ensure that council complies with the requirements for advertising notification. Staff recommend that council establish February 5th, 2020 as an election date. Based on this, an advanced vote could be offered on February 1st, 2020. 
uh, February 5th, uh, one of the, uh, when we looked at the governance um, um, priorities committee meeting, one of the, the components that, uh, that council actually gave us is they said try to not drag it out too long uh, to interfere with any other processes, but still long enough to get uh, some input. Establishing the question, the, the question for a non-binding referendum must be sent through the resolution. Having carefully reviewed the direction from council and the creek key criteria developed for the RFP. A question has been drafted for Council's consideration. A non-binding referendum shall be conducted on the following question. The Town of Peace River currently owns and operates the Peace River Regional Airport, which costs regional taxpayers over $740,000 per year. The Town is considering alternatives for ownership and management of the airport. All the options being considered involve turning over the operations and ownership to an independent non-profit organization with a required commitment to preserving current services at the airport, such as air ambulance and forester services. The uh, response would be, yes, I'm in favor of having an independent non-profit organization with a commitment to preserving commitment uh, current services, such as air ambulance and forestry services, owning and operating the Peace River Regional Airport. Though I'm not in favor of having an independent non-profit organization with a commitment to preserving current services, such as air ambulance and forestry services owning and operating the Peace River Regional Airport. Council must, um, or sorry, may appoint a returning officer in the uh, resolution that fixes the date for the vote. If council chooses not to do so, the chief administrative officer is automatically deemed to be the returning officer. For general elections and by-elections, council must appoint a substitute returning officer. While this is not a requirement for a vote, on a bylaw or resolution, council may wish to consider doing so in the event uh, of absence or incapacity of, of the returning officer. The Local Authorities Election Act was revised in September 2019. At present, only two staffs members have had the opportunity to attend the training on the revisions. For this reason, staff suggests that the CAO and the executive assistant be appointed returning officer and substitute. During our discussions with Council this past week, uh, a non-binding referendum is a very specific process. While it can provide valuable information on a particular issue, uh, the format limits the kind of feedback available. Staff had previously presented various additional options for engagement, but they have their own limitations. Staff suggests that the referendum may provide an additional opportunity to gather community input, whereby voters are offered the opportunity to participate in an exit poll where they may provide additional written free feedback on the issue. This would be conducted separately from the vote um, so as not to interfere with the integrity of the referendum. So in this, basically in the same area but not in the voting area, we would be uh, passing out ballots, or not ballots, but um, information slips. People can then fill out if they have any information they'd like added and then we just pop it in. Like after they vote? After they vote. So they Correct. go through one place, vote, exit through the gift shop, and vote or Correct. give their opinion there. Yeah. Uh, but what it does is it does uh, get in more information. Because sometimes people with a yes or no, they just don't like just a yes or no. They want to have a little extra to it. So it helps collect more information. And it doesn't uh, violate the integrity of the uh, Local Authority Elections Act. So we have three options before you. The difference between option one, two, and three is option one is we just do the referendum itself with the question that we presented. 
we do have the financial implications that are there. Um, option two, it's we do the vote and then we also do the exit polling, which um, uh, gets that extra information. And then option three is that we forget about doing the referendum completely and then we just conduct some kind of community consultation um, through means other than non, uh, non-binding referendum. Staff has um, reviewed this extensively um, and we have talked with um, you know, uh, quite a few individuals. Uh, that the council, uh, our recommendation is to proceed with option two in the forms of two resolutions that a vote be held pursuant to section 236 of the Municipal Government Act on February 5th, 2020 as follows. And the question is everything. A non-binding referendum shall be conducted on the following question. And uh, you have the, the rest of it in front of you. And that Christopher Parker be appointed returning officer and Ruth McCabe be appointed as substitute returning officer. The second motion is that council direct staff to prepare an exit poll survey to be offered residents following the vote on a proposed question. Um, I'm open for any questions. So. Mr. Ford. So with, uh, let's say if this does go to the, uh, to the vote for the non-binding referendum, um, what would the hours of the polls be? Uh, we have the polls from 10 to 7, 1, the local authorities election act uh, establishes that the hours of polling are 10 to 7. 10 to 7, yeah. Okay, and being this is under the elections act, then I'm, I'm assuming that uh, uh, any employer in the community has to allow us, their working staff to go vote if they Correct. can't afterward. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? I, I think uh, more uh, just clarification. So, uh, voter shows up in terms of uh, ID. So, basically, simply identify themselves as a Peace River resident, uh, a utility bill, a driver's license, that type of documentation. No different than uh, any other municipal. That is correct. Um, we will be publishing the ID requirements. Um, as drawn from the Municipal Affairs website, and that will be published along with the notice of vote. We will have it posted on the inside. Staff will be cha- uh, trained on uh, what they can accept and what they can't accept. A change between the uh, updated uh, version of the Local Authorities Election Act and the one that was in existence at the last election is that now. Uh, an elector who has the appropriate identification may vouch for another elector. Thank you. Any other questions? Well, I, I'm actually a bit curious about that last amendment. So, somebody could bring their friend from Weaverville uh, and vouch that they're actually a piece of paper, that is correct, sir. Um, a person vouched for cannot in turn vouch for somebody else. However, um, as in a general election, either uh, both sides representing the pro and con on the question may have scrutineers present who may uh, object to a given elector. Okay. 
So there's a process for objecting and the in the event that the outcome was controverted, that would be taken into consideration. Mr. Scanhorn. If someone were to vote for somebody else knowing that they were not a future resident, would they be guilty of committing voter fraud? I'm not sure if the term is voter fraud, but it says very clearly in the document they signed that it is an offense to make a false statement. Okay. So you must really want that Weaverville constituency to pull that off. Okay, fair enough. Any other uh, questions? Okay. Would someone be uh, willing to put forth a motion? Mr. Parker, you another comment? There is just the, if council is fine, there is the two motions we are looking for. Motion one, which is stated everything under one, column one, and then, and also signing myself and uh, Regent Craig as the uh, returning and substitute returning officer. And then the second motion is that council direct their exit poll survey, um, either or if council is interested. Uh, that's the recommendation. Um, so then it refers to local newspapers, so we would uh, do both local that, that is correct. We've, we've done the calculation for both uh, newspapers, pop in, and, yep, and our website. Okay, thank you. Um, anybody willing to uh, put forth a motion? Mr. Needham? You bet, uh, Deputy Mayor. I was just uh, clearing the decks here. I would put a motion on the floor that a vote be held uh, pursuant to uh, Section 236 of the MGA Act on February the 5th, 2020, and reads as follows. And this is a referendum, and it's a yes, no vote. This is a lengthy motion, and I, I can read it. Um, is what I've said enough for the record, or does it need to be written in its entirety? If you have an objection. So this, option, this option two or option two? This would be option two, uh, Your Worship. Okay. Yeah, so I, I guess basically my motion would read to accept uh, option two as presented, if uh, that would suffice for my Reader's Digest interpretation. In this case, I, I probably would suggest if you read the whole thing out. I, I apologize, uh, Councillor, but, but you know you don't have to apologize. So <laughs> let let me begin. Uh, my motion will be as follows: that it will be held pursuant to Section 236 of the Municipal Government Act on February 5th, 2020, as follows: a non-binding referendum shall be conducted on the following question: the Town of Peace River currently owns and operates. The Peace River Regional Airport, which costs regional taxpayers over $740,000 per year. The town is considering alternatives for ownership and management of the airport. All of the options being considered involve turning over the operation and ownership to an independent, non-profit organization with a required commitment to preserving current services at the airport, such as air ambulance and forestry services. Yes, I am in favor of having an independent non-profit organization with a commitment, my screen just paused, with a commitment to preserve current services such as air ambulance and forestry services, owning and operating the Peace River Airport. 
no, I am not in favor of having an independent nonprofit organization with a commitment to preserving current services such as air ambulance and forestry services and owning and operating the Peace River Regional Airport. And it just, we may as well include the final motion and that Christopher Parker, our CAO, be appointed as the returning officer and Ruth McQuaid be appointed as the substitute returning officer. And Deputy Mayor, I, I must win an award for the longest motion in history, so. Uh, You've done very well. <laughs> And that concludes my uh, my motion. Uh, Mr. Mayor, you had a comment? Yes, uh, so Councillor Dino has left his legacy on the town. The longest motion has recorded town history. Okay, we'll keep that for the, the record. <laughs> um, any further uh, questions on uh, this topic under this motion? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? In favor. In favor, it's carried. Um, there was a motion too that could perhaps be presented by someone. Um, this is the one directing uh, staff about the exit survey. Mr. Ford. Yes, I'll put the motion on the floor. I'd uh, love to get all the feedback that a person can from uh, from the residents as this is a very, very hot topic. So I would be more than glad to put the motion on the floor. That council directs staff to prepare an exit poll survey to be offered to residents following the vote on the proposed question. Okay, any further questions on that motion? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Mr. Mayor? In favor. In favor? And I'm in favor, so it's all carried. Thank you. The Local Authorities Election Act sets out that uh, making a false statement on an election document is liable to uh, fine not more than $10,000 or imprisonment for not more than six months or both. Okay, so be truthful. Um, thank you for all the work on this, uh, Mr. Parker, and the rest of your administration. And so. We're looking forward to a non-binding referendum in Peace River on February 5th and ours we were told from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and we're looking for an advance uh, uh, February 1st tentatively that's the date we're looking at okay which is a Saturday. Saturday. So Saturday and Wednesday. Okay. And um, all this information will appear in the two uh, local papers. And that's a big topic. And in the times of provincial cutbacks, it's important for us to look at all sorts of inputs into some of our major decisions. So thank you for your work on this. Thank you, Council. Okay. We are now at uh, Section 8, New Business. Uh, we're looking for a request for decision, appointments to the Municipal Planning Commission, and Ms. Mogi is going to bring forth info. Thank you. Uh, the issue before us is that the term uh, for our current Municipal Planning members who are not our Council members, uh, barring one, has expired, and we need to reappoint them 
so that uh, they, we may achieve quorum at our MPC, which is the development authority for any discretionary uses and also for various requests for development. Uh, so our, we can have up to nine members, and as of right now, we have four that are officially appointed to the MPC. So we need at least one more, but preferably uh, for scheduling and all those sorts of things, we like to have uh, a wider pool that we can draw from. We have uh, five current members, Diane Lavoie, Tony Nickenchuk, Renee Bench, Jim Tallman, and Hayden Gust, who can be reappointed this evening. And it is an uh, administration's recommendation that we reappoint all five current members to continue to serve as members of the MPC. That way we will not have any vacancies and it will ease our ability to achieve a quorum in a timely manner and also have a variety of voices uh, at the Commission's decision-making table. Uh, you may also not appoint five members. That would leave us in a situation where we cannot achieve quorum and we cannot make development permit application decisions uh, for any discretionary use. Uh, alternatively, we could reappoint a portion of them. Uh, administration does not have a recommendation on which portion that would be uh, to serve as members. That way we could achieve quorum, but we would have vacancies on our membership. I can take any questions. Have you received any uh, interest from other members at large in the public that would want to be on this board? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I'll admit I don't believe that we've advertised specifically for it. We have five members that are continuing with stand. Okay. Any further questions? Someone willing to bring forth a motion? I will. Ms. Downing? Yes. That council appoint, uh, reappoint Diane LaVoy to Tony Nickenchuk, Renette Bench, uh, Jim Tallman, and Hayden Gust to continue to serve as members to the Municipal Planning Commission. Thank you. Uh, any further questions on that? All those in favor? In favor, Mr. Mayor? In favor. Uh, it's carried. Thank you, Ms. Moody. Thank you very much. Okay, our next uh, one is um, with respect to the uh, St. Isidore Carnival, and Mr. Parker, you have information on this one? Uh, the mayor has been invited to speak to the opening ceremonies of the uh, Carnival at St. Isidore on the, the 14th. Um, and as uh, past years, uh, he's been asked to give uh, opening uh, uh, remarks and uh, welcome the uh, attendees. Um, so we just have the uh, two options uh, to enable or to decline, and uh, we're recommending that uh, the mayor designate goes to the carnival at St. Isidore. Thank you. Um, any further questions? On what date is that? February 14th. February 14th. <laughs> it is a. Oh, I don't know, Friday. It's a Friday. Okay. Um, would someone care to make a motion on this one? I'm going cross-eyed looking at both sides of the table here. <laughs> Mr. Scammerhorn? Um, I move that the mayor or his designate be enabled to attend the ceremony and give remarks as requested. Thank you. All those in favor of the motion? Good in favor? All carried. Okay, our next topic. Um, is um, the uh, invitation to the Davis Awards for the Chamber of Commerce and Community Partnership Sponsorship Information, and Mr. Town is.
telling us what it's about. Uh, Deputy Mayor, Council, um, as as usual, our, our normal on the Chamber of Commerce has invited uh, Council uh, or provided the opportunity to see if Council would like a table for their um, 2020 Davis um, Awards event. This is something that um, the town has normally supported in the past um, with the table purchase and um, going back the last two years, um, and it might be more um, has purchased a, a sponsorship for this event at the $2,500 level. Um, normally this is um, done through the grants to um, groups process. It's a little different this time. Um, uh, first of all, we um, had intended or hoped that the budget process would have been continuing or proceeding. Um, and what the chamber has done this year, and Councillor Downey could speak to it, um, or if there's any questions, um, we could hopefully navigate council through through any information. Um, the Chamber of Commerce has introduced a community partnership sponsorship program for the upcoming year. Uh, what they're looking to do is to uh, alleviate or eliminate the individual requests that they make to councils, to our council, and try to uh, encapsulate all that within a singular sponsorship program. Um, this, the decision on that actual sponsorship isn't tonight, but it's important for council to know that it is coming because it might kind of give a different frame of reference for for this decision. Um, there is information on the upcoming sponsorship program. It's on the fourth page of this report, and it talks about what council would get for their participation of $5,500, which is um, access to value-added benefits, um, the chamber provides benefits programs um, for its members, uh, logo and sponsorship inclusion at a whole wide range, basically all the events that they put on, uh, two dignitary tickets for, for the Davis Awards and, and Small Business Week social, um, boost, no, so no charge at, at the boost of the trade show, um, and then other admissions to Santa Claus parade recognition and, and whatnot. Um, what staff are looking for tonight is first of all council's concurrence on whether they would like to get a table or tickets for the upcoming awards and then if they wanted to participate in a sponsorship for the upcoming Davis Awards. If they do, um, and so, so timing is a bit of a, a factor here. So if they want to get the sponsorship and like I mentioned they had got that the last two years. Um, we can make that commitment for this, for the individual Davis Award sponsorship at this time, not not the whole community partnership one. We're just talking about the Davis Awards. If council does want to sponsor the Davis Awards, and then we do make the decision to get the community sponsorship program, um, we would since we've already paid the $2,500 for the sponsorship, we'd pay the difference for the entirety of the sponsorship program. So it'd be an additional $3,000 after the fact, and I've confirmed this with the chamber. Um, and then if council could still get the sponsorship for the Davis Awards, but not do the community sponsorship program, and again, that's, that's their decision, but it, it's still um, a, a good venture, and it's something that um, council has supported in the past. Now I kind of went off on a little bit of a rambling 
matter there, but there are a couple of recommendations that we have put before council. Um, and again, just looking at the intent of, do you want to support the Davis Awards through the purchase of tickets or a table, and then, um, or, or not? And if you do, um, is council interested in the additional um, amount for the sponsorship for the Davis Awards program? And we have sponsored the Davis Awards in the past. Yes, I, I did just double check to confirm because I couldn't remember and, um, council has the last two years and I didn't go any back, okay. back any further. Councillor Downing, do you have any further information? Or? Your, our Deputy Mayor and Council, usually this item comes to our Council in two separate situations. Uh, usually the Chamber comes before us to grants to organizations and requests um, our participation. Sorry, I don't know why this is doing that tonight, but our participation in the Davis Awards through the sponsorship. At a later date, we then decide whether we're going to enable Council to attend by purchasing a table. This, um, this presentation, um, request for decision tonight, has a couple of layers that make it deceiving about what the actual ask is. Sorry, Greg, I don't mean to, to throw that, uh, that onto the fire, but um, my intention with the Chamber was that when they meet with municipalities such as the Town of Peace River and the surrounding municipalities of which we're part we're business or we're partners or stakeholders in the business community. Um, I've said that I think it's more effective of their time to come to us and report on their year rather than come to us four times a year through grants to organizations and make requests for each of the things that um, that we sponsor. And if you go down into their their um, on page four or four on the list of things that you get when you become a, um, a community, what are we calling it, a community partnership, we sponsor all of those things on, a, on the regular year after year. And we participate in the spring trade show as well. So that was pretty much all I'd like to add to this. Um, and uh, I've been happy to take any questions. Uh, other counselors, any questions? So we have to have a motion to some effect here on one or so of the options. I'll, your Worship, or Deputy Mayor, I'll make a motion that we purchase a table for the 2000 or the 2020 Davis Awards at the cost of 850 plus GST plus the promotional sponsorship of 2500. Any further questions, no. councillors? Yeah, I have a question. So, uh, usually we don't get people showing up to fill the table. Uh, your Worship, last so, year. I'm sorry, Your Worship, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, well, I guess that wasn't so much a question as a statement. So, the last two. I think it's either actually being kind of embarrassing that we don't uh, get enough people to fill that table. And I know uh, in, for this come, upcoming uh, uh, Davis Awards, I I certainly won't be I won't be able to be there. So, Your Worship, you make a really good. And usually the mayor sits at the head table. 
was a very pleasant just giving some remarks, opening remarks, sits at the head table uh, rather than sitting at the town table. So you're saying um, the uh, representative from the town is already sitting at another table, so that takes away from the 10 or so, well, I don't know how many, the 850 table number. Yeah, Ten. exactly. Okay. So. I, I think uh, uh, your worship, it's, uh, it's Councillor Needham, if you don't distinguish my voice on the telephone one. I, I recall sitting, uh, there was a couple of us at the table, and I think we ended up joining one of the rural municipalities. So the, the, the point was that the numbers, you know, it's, it's all great to put our hands up in cold weather and circumstances. and and uh, But I, I recall the last couple of years, we were certainly light on on numbers so if is if, the, if if we're asking the question who's going to attend maybe that's the question uh but we were we were definitely light on numbers and we did uh, we did join in with uh, others just uh, just to fill up the table and it's not just the davis awards so i should point that out uh we have the the uh, rotary club or rotary house I'm not no uh, the rotary people their their association uh, and some other events where we're asked for a table we like to show support so we buy a table but uh, due to unforeseen circumstances people we don't and in fact we've had one situation where we had two counselors round up administration and force them at gunpoint to, to, uh, to we had to borrow these guns from Mr. Uh, Scamalhorn, but nonetheless we did and we forced a number of individuals uh, against their will to attend uh, uh, an event. I don't believe it was the Davis Awards, but... So, um, Mr. Mayor brings up the question is, uh, and with respect to this one, do we have enough people to make up a table of 10? So I guess I can pose the question, um, councillors, who would be attending this on January 25th and um, one, possibly two, three, four, four, four seats are taken. We all bring a plus one, right? Okay, five seats are taken. Maybe not. Two over there. Um, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven seats thus far? Close enough. Take ten. Going, going. Okay, so what's the wish of council? Uh, the motion is to buy a table of uh, costing $850 uh, plus sponsorship of 2500 for the awards that are there. Mr. Scaramahorn? Um, would it be uh, the motion maker's intent that we do the sponsorship in the table and eventually when we get around to budget deliberations do the community uh, thing? Although that's not included in the motion, that I, is certainly where I'm headed towards Byron. I was curious of your line of thinking and so I would, uh, I'm ready to Okay, so I believe, uh, Mr. Quake, the motion uh, states, 
what I have recorded is move that council purchase a table for $850 for the Davis Awards and further purchase a sponsorship for $2,500. Or did you want to say consider purchasing or purchase? I'm sorry, what was that last bit? Uh, with respect to the sponsorship for $2,500, is it purchase or consider purchasing? To participate. Well, you can't really have a motion that just considers, does it? No. That's why we have motions so that all the consideration comes before the motion. So the motion needs to be pretty clear. Your Worship, I believe that it was. Okay, so the motion is to um, buy a table costing $850 and sponsorship to the awards for $2,500. All those in favor of the motion? Favor. All those opposed? Uh, I'll, I'll put down I'm opposed because I, I won't be there. Okay, so the motion is carried. Thank you. Thanks for the preparation and the forewarning about further budget deliberations. Okay, the next one also, Mr. Town is going to tell us about a, an Alberta Community Partnership Grant application. I'm going digital, so I'm a little slow sometimes. Uh, I could probably wait in this one too, also. Um, <laughs> So this is a, a request from Northern Sunrise County um, to allow them to uh, prepare and uh, be responsible for a joint Alberta Community Partnership grant application that they would like to submit on, on both of our uh, behalf. So the province opened up the submissions for the ACP grants back in, in the winter. Um, I know it's still winter, but I believe this was in December sometime when Windows opened up. Um, and one of the items that is allowed under the ACP uh, grant application process are funding for the intermunicipal collaborative framework um, costs. And in this case, this would be um, facilitation and other subsequent uh, meeting costs and whatnot to, to successfully come to a conclusion of the ICF agreements. Um, so since they are eligible, um, in Northern Sunrise County is willing to uh, do the work. I gladly said, yes, please go ahead and do that. Um, so um, we're just, they need a, a motion to that effect to um, be able to submit on our behalf. A couple options there, but the recommendation to council is that council direct administration um, to submit the grant application first and foremost um, for um, the regional collaboration requirements for the ICFs between the Town of Peace River and Northern Sunrise County and then Northern Sunrise County be the managing partner of the grant application and funds on behalf of two municipalities. Thank you. We've done this with I think the other um, two municipalities that we um, have ICF discussions with. Right? Yes, I Different wish. Ground, but yeah, that, that's within the report and, yeah. and we do have this. We did receive $120,000 for ICF costs between uh, ourselves and the MD and ourselves in, in County Northern Lakes. Great. It's all very good because we seem to be having a lot of discussions. So, would anybody be willing to um, put forth a motion or recommendation? 
Mr. Scammerhorn? I'd be happy to move that we allow and support the submission of Northern Sunrise County to cover some costs for us. I think that's a wonderful partnership. Okay, so basically the motion as rec the recommendation? As, as recommended, yeah. Okay. Pardon me. Okay. Any further uh, questions? All those in favor of the motion? In favor. In favor. Thank you. It's carried. Thank you. And now we have Mr. Parker with an invitation to the opening of the Sunrise Medical Clinic or Center. Thank you very much. I'm back with a good voice again. Council has uh, been invited to attend the grand opening of the Sunrise uh, Medical Center and for a representative council to speak on behalf of the town. The need for a more modern medical facility was identified nearly 15 years ago. Today's Sunrise Medical Center is the culmination of those uh, years of effort by the regions, municipalities, and the local community. As a long-term partner in the project, the Town of Peace River has been invited to attend the grand opening at 5.30 on Monday, January 20th. It's the able uh, council to attend uh, the grand opening of the Sunrise Medical Center and for a representative for council to present remarks on behalf of the town. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, please note we'll be asking for an RSVP as to who will be attending this one as well. So, anyone uh, willing to put forth a motion? Councillor Downing? Okay, thank you. All those in favor of the motion? Okay, for the consequence, who would be attending on January 20th at 5.30? We have uh, all councillors here. Mr. Mayor, would you be attending or you're not sure? Uh, January 20th. Not sure. Okay. Probably not. We don't want to move it uh, in the, on the February 1st or something like that. Well, since they have the go ahead on that one, I guess <laughs> February 1st might be too many things on one day. I don't know. Okay, so it's carried, and um, at least six councillors have indicated that they would uh, be there, and um, we'll figure out who's making five councillors. Oh, pardon me, five councillors, and uh, we're not quite sure uh, who will be making the little speech, but somebody will. I will so RSVP, and Northern Sunrise has been advised that the matter of who's presenting remarks may be determined there. Good. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. We are now, I believe, under uh, reports. Uh, there don't appear to be any reports. That hasn't changed. There are none. Information items, don't see any. Notice of motion, there are none. none. Uh, comments from the public, uh, don't see any. Um, okay, key communication items, um, members of the media, Susan? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, regarding the referendum, I'm sure you're not surprised you'd be asking questions about that. Um, why a referendum to get feedback from citizens, uh, particularly? Why that form of public consultation? And Mr. Parker, do you want to take that? If you take a look at our report that we gave last week and we talked about it, it goes in depth to. Well, just, uh, can I get a quote from you now? Uh, on, on just just summarize. Right if you want, I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. Yeah. Well, I'm right here. Okay, okay. right, right after. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, it, I presume you're not releasing any of the names who submitted to the RFP. How do you plan to ensure voters are informed enough about the different options to make an educated decision? 
case. Pardon me? Oh, I presume you're not going to say these people submitted uh, the RFP process and that's who we're talking about in these general terms of nonprofit or profit? Correct. Um, so how do you plan to make sure the general public is educated enough on what decision they're actually making to make an informed decision? So what's happening is they're not picking a profit or nonprofit. They're just picking, okay, should it be the town who's operating it or should it be a nonprofit organization? Um, as we were uh, holding this meeting, Bob Leone has posted a very extensive status across social media within about the last half an hour. Uh, he's claiming in that post that it was the mayor's sole decision to refuse to meet with Peace Region Development Committee, and I'll read you, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but I'll read you that portion. PRDC asked to speak before TPR Council with no success. The decision to speak before TPR Council is the mayor's alone. Is that accurate? I'm sorry, can you say that again? I, I um, they're claiming that uh, the Peace Region Development Committee asked to speak to Town of Peace River Council and it was the mayor specifically who denied it. Is that true? Uh, I, I don't know who's talking. Is it Susan or is, Yes, it's is Susan. It Hi, Mayor. Susan, your worship. Yeah, if you could just get closer to the microphone, then I can uh, answer that directly. She's coming to the mic at the desk. Right. Yeah. I guess when I go to bunch, I better hop <laughs> up to the mic. <laughs> okay, uh, Mr. Mayor, um, Bob Leone from the Peace River Region uh, Development Committee, I can't remember the whole thing, of PRDC, uh, has just posted a status um, about the airport while this council meeting was happening, so I, I, you're forgiven not to know that that exists. But he said in that status, PRDC asked to speak before Town of Peace River Council with no success the decision to speak before Town of Peace River Council is the mayor's alone. Is that accurate? Well, I wouldn't say it's, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's my decision alone, but the, but the buck stops with me, and uh, I will, uh, I'll take full responsibility. But uh, we asked this particular, uh, this particular organization, self anointed organization, if they uh, uh, to to provide a uh, a uh, uh, the questions and, and the presentation that they would uh, they would make to to the council beforehand okay. and uh, and they they did not uh, provide anything beforehand to uh, as to what they would be speaking to or what questions that they wanted to ask of the council. Okay. So I said, well, what, uh, we're not, we're, we're not, uh, I said to administrative staff that this is, this is, this uh, presentations are not meant for an ad hoc debate. So, so on that basis, uh, Mr. Blaine and his, his group, uh, 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 uh Basically, no, and void any uh, any uh, invitation that was up there. Did it also have to do with the RFP process yeah. itself? Because I remember from previous interviews that I've uh, asked about some of these questions that part of the issue was the town of East River didn't want to seem preferential to any group, or was that not relevant well, yeah, in this case? That, that was part of it. They, but uh, well, before we thought about the RFP, they uh, they asked to make a ah. presentation. So I'm referring to that. Uh, we made them aware that there would be an RFP process, uh, I think August, I don't uh, have the time, the exact timelines in front of me, and we did 
say once we started kicking off the RFP process, they could uh, they couldn't come in the middle of the RFP process and, and uh, 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 because we 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 would have they they seem to suggest that they had great ideas although they have not presented one goddamn idea and uh, and uh, but we but they they gave they insinuated they had a number of ideas and were not. Uh, and, and if they had those ideas, we thought they they might put them into an RFP uh, for us to consider. Okay, thank you very much. Um, regarding that, uh, just as one final follow-up, so with this referendum, I know they wanted to bring in a partner incorporation of municipalities. Would this referendum encompass that or no? It could encompass that, definitely, okay. and that's, that's part of the whole process. So a lot of times uh, this group says they haven't been heard. We've actually heard them. Uh, we're doing many of the things that they've uh, suggested, okay. and it's unfortunate, but it's just not exactly the way that they want it done. Um, so, for example, the Part 9 company, with the whole RFP process, any organization could have come back and said, hey, we want to form specifically a Part 9 company. Okay. The actual question itself that's put out, if you read the document that yes. we put out today, we actually list what a Part 9 company is, right. which is a non-profit organization. So we're trying very hard to um, incorporate many of the questions and the concerns that not just them, but other individuals have uh, put out, but also to gather information to ensure that this is done properly. And unfortunately, the thing is, is because we are the town is responsible for the airport, why we're doing the uh, non-binding referendum is it's really clear it's town residents can then come on out, have their say on this, because ultimately we're the ones responsible. Okay, thank you very much. I think that's And, and it, on specifically the, the earlier question, the non-binding referendum offers a mechanism for obtaining input from residents that's accessible to every demographic. If you take a look at all the other things that we were looking at, whether it would be uh, the telephone polling or digital survey or the mail-out, there was all difficulties with each and every one of those proposals. Whereas the referendum, they can come on in, they can say yes or no, here it is. Mm -hmm. And then we're doing the one extra component that we asked for. If you come on down and you vote and you want something extra you can say, we will give you a piece of paper, we will tabulate it, and we'll put that information together. We're trying really hard to try and get as much information from everybody, and that's why the recommendation of council was, let's do these two things right here. Yeah, and I think what I was driving at is uh, council yeah. forward said, you know, it is a very, very hot topic. So I can, I can see this is, why you're maybe taking this extraordinary measures yeah. uh, to get this kind of feedback from everyone so it's not just a couple of firms. And if you take a look at we don't do this on every item at all. I right. mean, like, this is very rare that we have But if you take a look at, at the airport issue, we spent uh, a great deal of time and effort before council and administration dealing with this issue. And uh, mm -hmm. there's been uh, some groups that have felt that we have done a great job. So. Say that we're listening. We're saying that there's someone else that could do it differently and better. We're willing to open up and allow that group to uh, do that. Okay. All right. Thank you. Can you? Yeah. Just uh, I guess uh, one thing too. Uh, just so I guess I kind of understand this one. An exit poll. Um, what exactly is the exact? Do you want to come to the yeah. mic? The yeah. mayor might not hear you on the <laughs> on the phone there. I'm usually the one that when I go to these things, I don't need a microphone. <laughs> yeah. You want me to show you how to use it, or do you think you can figure it out? <laughs> well, I've only been doing it for about 15 years, so I hope I, if I haven't figured it out at this point, I got a problem. That, that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, uh, so uh, I guess I'll. Okay, so I guess the first question: Could you like, the, as far as like an exit poll is, like, what exactly is uh, the exit poll component of this? So, sorry about that. Thank you. Uh, what we're we're envisioning right at this particular moment is is that there will be a little a blank document, and if anyone wants to add any extra comments, considering the airport, the process, what they feel, if they want to explain a little bit more, maybe they want to say no. I, I want this to kind of like happen when I said yes, this is what I meant, or no, this is what I meant. So they, they can get a little bit more feedback, or they can say, I really don't care about the airport, or I know the airport is one of the most important things for me. So it gives them, it gives you a little bit more information that we can tabulate and um, find out basically the, the, the feelings of the public uh, that have actually made time to come out of the boat. Okay, and uh, I guess the next one would be as far as uh, the airport, I know I talked to you a couple weeks ago about when uh, Northern Air uh, ceased off, or at least ceased its uh, passenger service. Um, does this have anything to do with, uh, in terms of trying to recruit some uh, new airline for a passenger service? Like, would any part of an RFP of this is something completely separate? It's two different things, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the RFP process, you have, okay, we, we're looking at some decisions right here, or our council is looking at some decisions at this particular moment, and then the, the next component is, okay, let's get some feedback <laughs> from the public, which is kind of very important because there's a lot of mixed messages that are out there. And then at the end of the day, it's it'll help. It's another tool in the toolbox for council to make a decision at the final day. And final question is: well, uh, if you said that, uh, Mr. CAO, is that if, if there was an RFP and it did uh, it, it did have a, a, a component that was a scheduled airline service, um, that would be valid, and we would definitely consider that from the. Uh, that would uh, certainly help boost that RFP closer to the top of the pile, if not at the top. And final question, I guess if uh, anyone has a historical data, do you remember when the last referendum was, if the town of Peace River had one, uh, when the last one may have been and what the issue was? was that, yeah, probably uh, smoking. Oh my, that may have been what I was Elaborate on that, Mr. Mayor? Okay. Smoking? Well, my, my recollection, which is known better than anybody else's, would be uh, the last time I remember there being a referendum was on uh, banning smoking in restaurants. And, and maybe even uh, in, in buildings, period. And my recollection was, and you can probably go through the old Record Gazette uh, editions and see that. And I believe Mr. Good would have been on council at the time. I was on council at the time. Uh, but uh, Mr. Needham has the memory of an elephant. You could ask him. He probably remembers. I, I don't remember that, but it, it's a good one. And I guess the other one, if. If you really want to go back, I wonder if there was a referendum when we got rid of parking meters in downtown East River. Yeah, yeah it, everybody's looking at me now, but there were parking meters here, and it was a, a big deal to give up uh, the revenue from uh, from those parking stalls. I, I think the smoking one is likely fairly accurate. I believe there was one for the field house attached to the high school one one time as well. Yes, I believe I that was true that as well. <laughs> No. That was a plebiscite. Was <laughs> That might be something for the history documents. You know what? Yeah, that's uh, going to be one of those. Where were you when they had their last referendum? Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's my question. Thank you very much.
Okay, thank you both. Uh, thank you, Admin, for uh, all your work again on the um, RFP process, which has been extensive, and we are looking forward to um, this uh, more input, I guess you would say, into the final decision that Town Council will be facing here in a while. And um, with the cutbacks provincially, uh, we are watching the taxpayers' bottom dollar as well as services to our region. So. I think we're we're getting there. Uh, any other uh, key information items, Council? Okay, thank you, media, for being here, and uh, onwards to communicating, I guess. Okay, so uh, we'll uh, have a little break now for maybe five minutes, so we should be back here by 6:22. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm like. Okay. 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 Ok